Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing. I'm Tim Diesel. Today we're going to talk about getting your offer accepted. And if you're ever uh, wanting more information that maybe we don't have an episode on, you can go to www.dieselcommercial.com. And up there I post all kinds of articles and all kinds of information. Uh, hopefully you can find a value to. You can also reach out to me uh, if you have any other questions or concerns I can help you out with. Glad to do it. So lately I've been getting a lot of uh, questions about offers not being accepted. Now let me point out that the condition of the market right now, we're in summer of 2019, it's not as easy to get offers accepted right now. Some property classes, some areas are hotter than others. Multifamily is really hot, so you're not gonna lowball anybody. You might get away with retail. I've been talking about that. Office also is, um, uh, it's kind of moderate, but industrial is really tough right now uh, that you're not gonna be able to do very much on that. So I decided that today's episode will be dedicated to providing as much insight as possible um, on how to get your offer accepted. So I'm going to do what I can for you. Now, the fact that I'm receiving questions like this shows me that many of you are out there trying to make things happen, which is the main reason I put out this content, is for all of you to take advantage of it. And uh, it really makes me happy hopefully many of you get ideas and close deals and really create something special and i'd love to help any way i can so i welcome your questions and if there's any other tips maybe you could share with me please by all means send them my way love learning more about it and i know um, there's a lot out there and i can't possibly know it all so don't be shy to send me anything. I'd love to hear about it in your stories. And I love hearing that kind of stuff. That's fantastic. So the first thing in getting your offer accepted is you need to know what the other side wants. And I've talked about this a couple of times. Many times I've found um, this is discovered early on. And what happens is you have two sides negotiating and they're not going towards a common goal. So for example, last week I submitted an offer for a buyer and it was rejected by the seller. And when I called the seller and asked what's going on, like we gave you what you wanted, this is the price you asked for, the seller wanted a quick close. He didn't really care too much about the price. So we had to make some adjustments slightly. And that was a case where uh, he was willing to take 70, 80% less uh, if we can close quickly. Well, that's a deal. If you have a cash buyer, that would be fantastic for him. But if you have a guy who's trying to do financing, that's not going to be such a great deal. And it really wasn't so much about the price. And the broker marketing the property Remember, a lot of times these brokers are not marketing professionals. So to their uh, credit, these guys, maybe they'll miss a few things. And I I don't want to bash on them because I'm a broker too. So we only know and we're privy to the information that we get and try to present it in the best way we can. So 
we're not necessarily looking for the seller's needs all the time. Sometimes they'll tell us, sometimes we don't dig. Uh, most of the time, I always try to find out what it is. So many times I've also noticed the buyer is looking, they're looking out for their best interest, but they're not really giving the seller very much in return. Now I can tell you as a seller on the seller side, inspection time is something that's really concerning. Um, not just when I sell property personally or when uh, partners or clients, uh, nobody appreciates their time being wasted, right? So if you have, if you know you need more inspection time, let's say it's a hundred unit building and you're asking for some ridiculous amount of time, maybe 60 days as opposed to 30, then put up more of a deposit or make your initial deposit go hard after a certain amount. And what I've done creatively is I'd say something like, listen, after 30 days, if I need more time, you're going to give it to me, but a portion of my deposit will go hard. So even if I don't do the deal, you're going to get five grand regardless. And I'm going to sign that off to you. But if I, you know, get my time, I I really want to close this thing and show some good faith. And the seller will recognize that people want to work with professionals and they want to get deals done. Many offers I see they don't get accepted because it's usually one-sided and it helps one party. It helps the seller or helps the buyer. Buyers always want to protect their deposit. I get it. And I want to protect everyone's deposit. Sellers don't want their property off the market for so long. So you have to figure out a way to get both sides to agree and make it fair and make it productive. Show you're getting things done. If a seller is set on a certain price, for example, Um, and you're the broker, maybe in a certain case, then throw some terms in there and help your buyer get some money back at closing. Maybe uh, a small owner carry. I've done owner carries at 5%, which is uh, on a $2 million deal. It's not very much. And the seller will be okay with it. And sometimes that's all it takes just to kind of get the deal done. So there are many ways to structure a good deal for both sides. But you need to find out what the other side wants. If the transaction is a vacant building and it's a single user purchase, well, maybe the buyer needs an SBA loan and they need time to uh, put it in place. And the seller, maybe they can help out with some closing costs because those loans tend to cost a lot of money. Uh, And because it's going to take such a long time to close, um, maybe you could do something for the seller to help them out a little bit. Like, hey, listen, we'll um, uh, take it as is. You don't have to do anything here. Um, maybe there's something wrong with the building. You don't need to correct it. Whatever it is, work something out. Get creative with them and be fair. If you're buying um, maybe a retail property and a long-term lease is coming due and you don't have a, a LOI in place to I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe you can ask the seller to cover some of the rent loss. I've done that many times and haven't had too much trouble with sellers accepting. If you ask for three, maybe six months credit at closing from the seller while you cover your loss and you're searching for a new tenant, that's not unreasonable at all. And unless it's a major tenant, 
that's a different case altogether, obviously. But if it's not, most of the time, the sellers will accept this. It just depends on how you structure it. If you give a little bit and you ask for something, it's not going to be so bad. If you're a seller and you have a tough property, then owner financing is usually the best and the easiest way to sell it. I will be putting a YouTube video up on some effective ways of selling your property, so look out for that. Anyway, I hope that was helpful. Please reach out to me at Tim J. Diesel. If you have any questions or comments, check out my YouTube channel and subscribe because I post two new videos weekly and they're usually not the same as the podcast. So um, give you guys as much material as possible. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy your week.